0: You for listening to this message from the North Gate. Everybody tonight tonight is going to be a new adventure for me and for many of us um, in the room. If you have your Bibles, um, turn with me to Matthew because I'm going to read a pretty good bit in the beginning here um, that I feel is perfect. And then I want to look something up. I feel like as soon as I sat down tonight, I really felt the need to read something for every one of us in the room. Yeah. All right. Can we go ahead and shut the doors? That way we can't hear the kids. We only leave those things open for worship. And uh, how many of us have really, really, truly enjoyed these financial classes? They've been, we're getting, I'm not live right now, am I? We're getting feedback from all kinds of people on these classes. And uh, today I started restudying the seven mountains of culture because I'm going to start teaching that to our Legacy Academy. And one of the things about the marketplace Um, a pastor in Nigeria said the problem with America is there's a great divide in the church. He said half of the American church will teach the gospel of salvation. The other half will teach the gospel of the kingdom. And what we have to realize is that we need both. And we rarely have great apostolic teaching that teaches the gospel of salvation, which is evangelism, and then the abundant eternal life. That's it. Whether that's rapture theology, the abundance of Jesus, they stay in that realm there. And then the message of the kingdom, which was Jesus's message. The the think about this. The gospel of salvation wasn't presented yet. He didn't die. So he came with a kingdom message, and then through his salvation. Gave you access through his blood into the kingdom realm. And so, in the kingdom mandate, it is dominion, it is to overtake, it is to build, it is to restore, it's all these things, which is literally, I'm gonna say it real quick it's society. That's why, immediately, every time they talked about the kingdom, literally the disciples would be like, Are you taking over Jerusalem? Are are we taking over? Are we, is it that time? Are you setting up your throne? They understood the word kingdom meant takeover. And so in that, that's why we see what we see. And so I believe when I first heard the seven mountain mandate teaching, um, when I first heard that teaching, it was probably 10 years ago, it was probably a decade ago when we were with Pastor Jamie. Um, And I started hearing that from Apostle Mark, Apostle Tim, Apostle Dutch. And it was all about Influence. And what the Lord is showing me now is that influence can be achieved by networking and rubbing shoulders. And so what happens is if I influence my way into the top of something, then through that influence, it's all about my relationship with you. I'll become a chameleon. But if I take the top of a mountain because of identity and I allow my identity to then become my influence, because I realize I'm here because of who I am, not because of whose shoulders I rub to get to the top. And so a lot of the teaching that I heard was seven mountains of influence, influence your way to the top. And then what happens is we had a lot of believers that got to the top and then they got influenced because they got to the top and wanted to stay to the top and they weren't willing to stand for what they believed in because they didn't have identity. And so when King David influenced all of Jerusalem, he got there because of his identity and then became a man of influence because of who he was. Daniel influences Babylon because of who he is, not because of whose shoulders he rubbed. That's right. So I had a long conversation with Mark Kesto about this today and he's like, brother, this may be revolutionary for the seven mountains of culture. Like you may be onto something huge. And so I'm going to sit with it and talk with big Mike about it today and, um, really feel like it's a direction for us and, and these kids because right now if I if I sit and tell like almost the entire generation of our teenagers of this Revival Awakening like literally the Pinnacle they feel like of their life is to move to Mobile and I don't think Alba's mandate to the third grade Awakening is us raise up our kids in ark so they can all move to Mobile so that Mobile could be the greatest church in America we've got to begin to tell our children there are realms of influence that we need to take the world back for Jesus. We need to take the world back for the Lord and instill Judeo-Christian ethics in every single thing that we touch. And for kingdom builders and business owners and bosses and CEOs in this room, the seven mountain mandate's gonna make you begin to realize like, I've gotta bring Jesus into everything that I am. I have to put him in the center of everything that I'm doing. We can't just make it in the religious mountain. If we're gonna change the culture, salvation doesn't change the culture. A man on fire does. You get saved from hell, but you're the person that saves the culture. Does that make sense? So this is why we have to go beyond the gospel of salvation and get into the gospel of the kingdom and marry the two together. Does that make sense? So I'm thankful for this house and I'm thankful for everything that we have been through in the last decade. You can go ahead and turn the live stream on. Whew. I feel like tonight, this is, this is perfect. Because tonight, give me a thumbs up, Mike, and we're rocking and rolling. Tonight is about legacy. We've talked about finances and we've talked about beloved identity and we've talked about what it means to have the success of those two coming together. You'll never have real provision if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. You'll never understand provision, what it means to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower, above and not beneath, the first and last. We won't understand it if we don't understand how loved we are by God. Understanding how loved we are by Abba will bring us into the greatest days of provision the earth has ever seen. And God wants you to be prosperous, God wants you to be a revolutionary. God wants you to be a reformer. God wants you to reclaim some things in the earth, especially for the sake of your family's name. Every name in this room and on this live stream, God has had a plan for your family. And poverty was not it. Lack was not it. Just being a daydreamer and never walking in the fullness of is not it. And we are in the time in the earth where we're understanding I'm saved from hell. Now, what? I'm about to bring heaven on earth. I can walk in dominion. I can walk in provision. I can walk in generosity. I can be a lender. I can be an individual of exchange because each and every one of us are in the legacy of this man, Nolan Ball. So I feel like it's perfect to this class of legacy, this class of inheritance, this class of investment for each one of us to hear the words of an apostle who was pioneering for us all the way back in the 80s when nobody even heard the word apostle and nobody was even touching the prophetic. It was just being pioneered. The apostolic and prophetic was being pioneered in the 80 by men like this who've gone on to be with the Lord. And they wrote things like this and denominations wanted to hang them. But they understood that beyond the gospel of salvation, there was the gospel of the kingdom. And Nolan Ball wrote this. He said, The kingdom, man, true success is not achieved. True success is received. Worldly men have faith in their work. Kingdom men work out their faith. Worldly men cause others to know their methods. Kingdom men cause others to know their God. The success of worldly men can be defined in certain observable methods. Methods that can be cataloged, emulated, and sold for profit. The success of kingdom men is attributed to only one thing. That one thing is obedience to the spoken word of Yahweh, and while the obedience, while that obedience may be manifest in observable acts, emulated of those acts by others, will never bring the hoped for success. Therefore, the kingdom man's success does not produce much in the way of products that can be marketed at great prices, bringing great wealth to the man. But the kingdom man's success does cause glory to be given to Almighty Yahweh. Worldly men base their success upon information, information that can be cleverly edited to smooth away the rough edges, cleverly packaged, advertised, marketed in order to bring great wealth to its author. Kingdom men know that their success is based upon uncompromised obedience to the revelation from Yahweh. True revelation is biting, sharp, provocative, and challenging, an ever-present threat to everyday status quo. Therefore, kingdom men are almost always misunderstood, lonely, and rejected in their time, most often remaining a voice crying in the desert. They are recognized, honored, and revered but always by the next generation, never their own. Therefore, kingdom men are content to be leaders of a remnant, the keepers of the flame, the preservers of the seed, the protectors of tomorrow's Abraham, Isaacs, Moses, John the Baptist, and yes, even the Christ. No wonder that heaven and earth together cry out for the manifesting of the sons of Almighty Yahweh, Apostle Nolan F. Ball, written in 1998. Jesus gives us a parable in Matthew uh, 25, verse 14. Again, heaven's kingdom, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of salvation hadn't happened yet because he hadn't died. So I want us to begin to understand when he says the kingdom is at hand, that means it's at touch. It means it's right in front of you. It just has to be unveiled to you through his whisper. So Jesus teaches the kingdom in a parable. And he said, again, heaven's kingdom is like a wealthy man who went on a long journey and summoned all his trusted servants and assigned his financial management over to them. Before he left, on his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another, a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to a third, a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage. The one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded listen to what is being said here, traded with the money and he doubled his investment. What we talk about today in investments, inheritance and legacies was a parable of the kingdom with Yeshua. What you have been given has been trusted to you so that it can be doubled. I don't care what you have. This is quit quit groveling over what I got in the bank. Whatever you have in the bank when it's seen correctly through the eyes of the king and you hear his whisper, he'll double what you have. Yes. And then when you allow him to double that, he'll double the next piece. And when you allow him to double that, you double the next piece. And if doubling's not happening, you're not hearing the whisper of what you should sow into properly. But one thing you cannot argue is don't sow at all. There are keys of honor and giving that open up investments for you to double. Now, here's the amazing part that you got to see. He loves you so much that he invested in you. So literally, the first thing that it says in this parable is he trusted you. So whatever you have, he already trusts. So there goes poverty. He trusts you with what you have and he's promising you that if you steward it correctly, he'll double it. Not just bring a little increase, he'll double it. He loves you so much. He's given something to you. He's trusted you and he wants you to actually double it. He wants you to double it. In the same way, The one who was entrusted, he was trusted too. The one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise doubled his investment. But the one who'd been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After much time passed, the master returned to settle accounts with the servants You know what this tells me? Whatever you're walking with financially, you're gonna encounter face-to-face. At some point, face-to-face is coming. No matter if you think you did good or if you think you did bad, the master's coming to be face-to-face with you because he loves you. Because remember what the first language was, I trust you. I trust you. This is why devotion is important because no matter where you're at financially, you need to hear his whisper that Abba loves you and he trusts you. And wherever you're at, increase is coming. You need to believe that. Yeah. After much time had passed, the master returned to settle the accounts with the servants. The one who was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000. The one who was trusted with 5,000 came and brought 10,000 saying, see, I have doubled your money commending his servant the master replied you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant he believed in the trust what manifest is the what he he was identified as what manifest was why he saw his self identified as when he first came he said i trust you i'm giving you this from that moment he believed he was trusted. And from that trust, increase came. Increase comes from trust, not just investments, but it comes from trust, you hearing what Alba thinks about you. Amen. Amen. Commending the servant, the master replied, You've done well and proven yourself to be a loyal and trustworthy servant. He called him trustworthy in the beginning and he calls him trustworthy in the end. He's identified him as trustworthy. Because you have been a faithful steward to manage, um a small sum, now I will put in charge of you much more. So now he doubled the little, so now he's been given the more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, enter into the joy of the Lord. What made him enter in? The increase or identification? So when you keep looking for measurement, that's not gonna bring the joy of the Lord. It's when you understand that he trusts you so you can go ahead and trust him. Then the one who had been entrusted with 2,000 gold coins came in and said, see, my master, I have doubled what you have entrusted me with. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to me to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you were faithful to manage a small sum now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, enter into what? The joy of the Lord. Then the one who'd been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, look, sir, I know that you are a hard man to please. There's three people. And all three of them have an opportunity to have an opinion towards their authority. The two that exchange the word trust enter into a place of joy. The one who falls into, I'm not good enough and I don't see you rightly. Because the honor was I gave you something, I trust you. But if you make it about production, you'll never feel good enough and you'll never see the master correctly. If money is about striving and production, because what's funny is all of them had different amounts. All of them had different amounts. One had 5,000, one had two and one had one but you know it's funny from the one that had the most to the one that had the least his language as Abba didn't change towards any of them it was trust for all of them it was it's our language towards how we see God is whether we walk in prosperity or not because you know what's crazy The man that was given five doubled his account, right? Mm -hmm. The man that was given two doubled his account, right? What's funny is we don't know what the much, much more is for the five or the two. Mm -hmm. The two could have been given five and the one with five could have just been given two more. See how comparison becomes the thief of authenticity? The faithfulness is Abba will bring increase when you hear the whisper. Bible will bring increase when you steward finances correctly and all he wants you to do is watch. He didn't even tell them what to do. He just said, I've given a And What did they go off of? They go off of what they saw. <coughs> they went off of what they had seen, what they had been raised in. Now, do you see where legacy comes in? Yeah. Good, yeah. Our children can look at us as the master. They can look at us on how we handle money and be the base on how they handle money. That's why we're chopping the head off of this poverty thing and we're stepping into the realms because how many of us have walked in the days that finances have made us look at our bosses, made not just God, we've looked at our bosses as a hard man to please. You're a shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows rich on the backs of others. I was afraid of you, so I went ahead and I hid your money and buried it in the ground. But here it is, take it, it's yours. His attitude is everything. Your prosperity is based upon your attitude on how you see the people around you. Your prosperity is based upon how you see your wealth and how you see people. Just take your money, it's yours. It's yours, it's yours. Just take it. How many's ever heard poverty talk like that? Talk negative on their boss. Talk negative on their employer. Talk negative on their God. Complaining will never get you anywhere. But his master said this to them. You're an untrustworthy and lazy servant. You know what was crazy? He already saw himself that way. He already saw himself that way. And so now this is where the truth comes in. If you knew I was a shrewd, ruthless businessman who always makes a profit, why didn't you deposit at least my money back into the bank? So if you don't know how to work the stock market, this is so like just basic biblical principle one-on-one. So if you, not knowing how to double the money and be an entrepreneur or work the stock market, at least what you could do because he first called him trustworthy. It was his attitude that made him become untrustworthy. And he said, even with your bad attitude, even with your bad attitude towards me and towards the money I gave you, you could have at least had enough common sense to put the money in the bank and let it draw interest itself. So for everybody in the room, when we talk about investments and you're going, hey, man, I don't know how to work the stock market. You know how to open a CD. You know what this means? We're done, Northgate. We're done talking about it. We're going to be about it. We're done. Listen, you today, stop it. I'm done talking about it like Pastor Russell Hilton. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Don't talk. When you leave, like last week, when I leave here today, I can make a choice tomorrow to stop by the bank, take $100 and put it in a CD because you can throw $100 in your belly at Buffalo Wild Wings and you can throw $100 in your belly at Applebee's. Then we can throw $100 to our future. That could be $100 tomorrow. That could be $200 a month from now. That could be $500 a year from now. That finally then can become an investment that can be doubled, that can become 1000 But you have to start somewhere. I got to start somewhere. Why not? today that's right the biggest thing we'll ever figure out about money is it's a seed don't pray for money pray for what to do with the money you have don't stop praying. god give me money stop stop ask god to do with what little you have and he'll actually double it but you're gonna have to see yourself as trustworthy and you're gonna have to see yourself as beloved And you're gonna have to see yourself as above and not beneath. You're gonna have to stop looking in the mirror and say, this is where I stop. This is where I'm, I'm getting no further than this. I'm getting no, no, that is a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. You are promised to be a lender in the kingdom of God through covenant. You are promised and all his promises are yes and amen. Somewhere in you is a treasure of a lender. Somewhere in you is an entrepreneur. Somewhere in you is a person of exchange. Somewhere in you is a winner. Somewhere in you is a champion. Somewhere a champion has to stand up and say, I've been knocked down long enough. My family name has been ran over long enough. My God is a king. Yes. Enough's enough. I saw what it did in our marriages. I saw how divorce came. I saw how the thief came and stole and destroyed from our family in something called poverty. And I'm telling you, man, when I read this book, poverty does not exist in the hands of Jesus. It's a lie that we bought into, it's a lie. And I'm telling you, it's time to reform and change the world and leave a legacy to our children because our God is good and he trusts you. And you're going to have to start seeing yourself trustworthy so literally. Can you imagine? Look at the conversation. You know what this conversation here is when I read Matthew 25? The two guys are the guys that get raises. They get bonuses. We call them yes men. We call them company men. They're actually men of honor. They're men of integrity. And then the last guy is the guy that everybody in the job huddles around. Can you believe they ain't giving me a raise? I've been here all these years. Can you? The complainer never gets what he wants because he's not satisfied because he's actually broken inside. And still at the end of the day, the master's honorable enough to say, hey man, you at least could have put the money in the bank you at least could have stopped complaining for one minute because guess what happens when you bury your money in the sand? When you hide your money in the sand, he didn't worry about the company. He didn't worry about anybody else. Guess what he did? When you bury the money, he went on and was worried about himself. Selfishness will birth complaining 100% of the time. This parable It's awesome so the next time you struggle with finances the next time open matthew 25 jesus gives us a great picture of what we should do with our money
1: one of the things when he said that i was just thinking of is that that third man that buries his money every bit of intentionality towards the money was absent Everybody else invested and made the money grow. He put it out of sight, out of mind, so I don't have to be intentional daily with stewarding it. So that's what we're going to teach you today is how to be intentional about growing your money and not just out of sight, out of mind, not going to worry about it. We need to be intentional about where our money's going.
0: Yes. So how many of us put up Galatians 4, 7 for me, Mike? How many of us are done being slaves to money? I'm ready to walk in the inheritance of sonships. So now we are no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we are his, we're trustworthy. What do you mean we're trustworthy? We can access everything our father has. If that ain't trust. Okay. Okay. For we are the heirs of God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Quit being a slave to money. Slaves complain. Sons open the refrigerator. Woo. Come on. Slaves complain. Sons open the refrigerator. Okay. We are also kings and priests. Put up 1 Peter 2.9 and Romans 5.17. We are kings and priests, and we should operate in that freedom. But you are God's chosen treasure. So it's not just you're a trustworthy servant. I'm his treasure. Matthew 25 are not just servants. Those are treasures. That's the highest form of leadership when a master calls you servant. Okay, so you're God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you, say he called me, me. say "He he called me, he called me, he calls you out of poverty to experience his marvelous wealth. And now he claims you as his very own. Quit making this about whether you smoked a cigarette or had a beer. (laughs) How about darkness and light is literally poverty, which means I don't have any, and provision means I have too much. Okay, so when we see darkness... Poverty. He calls you out of poverty to experience his marvelous riches, his wealth. And now he claims you as his very own. You are sons. He did this so that you would broadcast
2: his glorious wonders throughout the world. Mm, got me Let that up. punch religion in the face. Punch it right in the face. Every bit of religion taught me I need to be poor to be spiritual. It's BS right here. He did that, so why? You would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. You broadcast his goodness when you generate wealth. This isn't about million-dollar homes and all these things. This is about, I have money to give. I have money to sow to Africa. I have money. Dreams, I don't dreams, have to worry. Dreams. I could go and leave the farm because I'm not worried about it. He's got me. Broadcasting his goodness. So if there's an ounce of you, a piece, a, a 1% of you, like Apostle says, that's still questioning. Our apostle said this. I'll say this. Debt is just wanting debt paid off is selfish. Yeah. That means it's all about you. And 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 I believe debt payoff is awesome. I'm yes. going for it now. Generating wealth, that's for everything else. This is not selfish. Don't get caught into religious, oh, I'm chasing after riches of the world, brother. No, that's that's horse hockey. No, you are. Yes, you I am. I am, am
0: chasing after riches of the world so I can advance the kingdom. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a king's kid, so I'm chasing after the riches of the kingdom that are in this world, the treasures, and I'm going to untap them. And guess who the treasure is? You. Though you look like common jars of clay, inside of you is a great treasure, and I'm not going to quit. I'm not backing out now. I have a word of the Lord, and just because it's not mature yet, it's a seed, and you better look out for my tree, because my grandkids are going to play from it. That's right. But they'll never swing from your branches if you give up now. Yes, right. So I'd rather start when? Today. Today. I'm going to get it right today. I'm going to give. I'm going to honor. I'm going to believe. I'm going to dream. And I'm going to start doing things the kingdom way today. Ah, you got me all fired up. Romans five seventeen. Death once held us. Poverty. Because how many, when you're broke, you feel dead? Right. Suck the life out of you. Poverty once had its grip on us. It don't no more. We got nice cars, nice houses. Now we're about to advance the kingdom like never before. You're taken care of. You're provided for. Start dreaming for the 40-mile radius. The circle of life is what Sam calls it. Yeah, that was Monday prayer meeting. Little nine-year-old, blow your mind how prophetic he was in here. Poverty once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, poverty resigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of prosperity and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of the perfect righteousness This is why you have to receive the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You are good enough. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. That's why I don't wear mine. I wear his. I have all the inheritance as the beloved one, Jesus. Abba loves me with the same love that he loves Jesus. Abba wants to give us the same provision and same life that he has given his son. Oh, it's so good. Mm. So we're going to move on now to Psalms 113, verse 8. And Miss Jeanette is going to read more about our royalty. Need a microphone. She's not used to it. He,
3: Yeah. He, he turns paupers into princes and seats them on their royal thrones of honor. You have been turned from a pauper. To a prince. Do you know that if you're a prince, you have the keys to the treasury? You are your daddy's son. Carry the king's ring. Yes. You carry the king's ring. Yes. You have his robe. You have his seal. You can do anything in the kingdom. Man. Because you are a prince. And he turns you into that. You just have to sit in your seat of honor. Uh, it goes back to honor every time, every time.
0: So this is why, listen, if you're understanding, why, why am I not tapping into the kingdom? Because you're acting like a pauper, not a prince. Yes. You refuse to operate in the authority and the alignment and assignment of the kingdom. It's right here in front of you. We're teaching it right here. Try it. Literally, this is what he told us in language of the tithes and offerings. Now try me in this. And, and it's not try me in this for a month. Try this in a way, if you put a, listen, if you put a time scale to it, I'm going to do this for three months. Probably not going to work because he knows at some point you're going to quit being a prince. You're going to take that off and you're going to go back to being a popper. You've got to say, man, this is about identity first. I am the beloved son of Jesus. I am the beloved son of Abba. I am a beloved son and I'm going to operate in the kingdom and the world's going to look at me going, how are you doing this? Because God loves me. That's pretty arrogant. No, it's not. He loves me. It's my identity. He loves me. All of this is happening in my world because God loves me and I honor him and I honor those that are around me. I follow the commandment of Abba. I love God and I love his people. And man, what comes from that is nothing but blessing. And the word to love, how do you know you're operating in that? Honor, honor. Guess what is not attached to honor? Complaining. We're gonna throw complaining, crumble it up, it's it's gone, gone. Complaining's gone, it's gone.
2: You got something on that? You're all stirred up. How many of you were raised in poverty like I was? Raise your hand. Look at that. That's not your story. That's what you were born into, but you've been born again in Born again. In the prosperity. Born again. Stop acting like that. Every ounce of identification with the pauper has to go tonight. Let it be settled in you. Lord, we uproot that right now, and we plant prosperity in the identity of princes and princesses in the name of yeshua oh i gotta stand up listen my mom and dad and tina's mom and dad
0: are more prosperous today than they've ever been in their lives why because two of us us two together said we're done we're done we're done thank you for what led me to here but abba let me peer beyond a veil into something called the kingdom realm and he brought teachers and fathers and mothers into our life to allow us to start operating in the ways of the kingdom and we were able to start bringing our family members up to where we are stop stop listen and you may ruffle their feathers for a season we did but they're not ruffled now they're pretty happy they're pretty. They're they're enjoying life, not realizing every time they blink an eye, oh my gosh, I'm worried about money. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about money. We live that way, and I don't want to live that way ever again, and I don't want my kids to ever even know what that sees like. My grandchildren will never know. My great-great-grandchildren will never know what that poverty struggle looks like, and I'm not bashing how I was raised. I'm saying the Bible and the Lord has shown me there's more. So unhook from what you got to unhook from and hook on to the kingdom realm and you'll eventually pull your family forward. Yes. That's right. yes. At some point, your family's going to go, how in the world? Yeah. All that stuff that you thought's nonsense. I believe in it. Yeah. Well, so if I just give my money to the church, no. That's not it at all. If you fall in love with God. I trust God with my finances, my house, my car, my kids. My, Don't make it about money. Make it about I'm so loved by Abba, I trust him everywhere. Quit falling back into a pauper's mindset and realize you're royalty. Start acting like royalty. You're kings. You're champions. Quit letting Goliath tell you you're anything less. Oh, this is a youth? No, the prophet called me a king. Come on, we just read the story. This, Oh, you bring me a youth out here? I wanted a man. Well, we're not coming at you that way anymore. We're not coming at you with the way you want me. I'm not coming at you how my whole family came at you. I'm not coming at you that way. Oh, so now you bring me a youth? I'm not just a youth. I'm the next king and you're standing in my way. What's paralyzed my entire family is standing in the way and I'm going to remove you too because I'm going to put my crown on. Yes. And when I put my crown on, David, I put a crown on my whole family who was not royalty but became royalty. She's tapping my leg. I'm all fired up.
3: You represent the king. The prince represents the king. He's, he's on the throne. You go about doing his business And you represent the king. You are not the pauper.
0: Yes. So the next piece of growing into a wealthy mindset, and this is our last one, and then we're about to start having some fun with some practical stuff. Okay. Um, The then this has been good. This has been a strong first introduction. Um, But next is Deuteronomy eight eighteen. The Lord gives you. The Lord has already put inside of you Mm -hmm. the ability to generate wealth. Can I speak practical to you? Big Red, Greg Coleman, one of my buddies' dads growing up, used to tell us all the time, boys, if you want to be wealthy, you got to let your money make money. You got to let your money make money, boys. You got to spend money to make money. Let your money make money. And he would say that to us all the time to a point sometimes like, all right, Big Red, we get it. But no, I get it now at 44. Yeah. You got to spend money to make money and you got to let your money make money for you. And it's inside
2: of you to generate wealth. Yeah, Deuteronomy 8.18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Again, here's another why. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers. This is not about us, but it is about us. Do you get what I'm saying? He literally gives you that creativity. You could go back to the making of the tabernacle. He said he put the spirit of the first mention where the spirit of God was on a man was to, to make carved images and work with wood and gold. It was that craftsmanship. Yeah. It wasn't to speak in tongues, which we love, but it was craftsmanship for the building of the tabernacle. That's what it was. He's giving you that creative ability, the ability to write, to, to sell. Come on, Dakota's living this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember praying years ago. Back in the other building, sitting there, you know, Nick is like, "We need, we need employees. We can't find anyone." Okay, we're gonna pray into that. Now he found an empo- a employee, that has several employees, and yep. he's making money off his employees, right? Yep. And now the sucker goes on vacation every month for free. Yeah. He ain't paying About for it. By that month, he ain't he paying, ain't the paying the for it. The company's paying for it. He's living on vacation, making the most money he ever has. You know, he would get the championship belts. You remember the old days on Groomy? Yeah. He would text it out. He would show the awards. He wouldn't brag about it. He would go there, and and I'm like, "What do you tell him?" He's like, "They ask for advice all the time. I just say it's the favor of God. I'm not doing anything. I'm just showing up to work, and God's blessing me." And he would say that time and time again with the championship yeah. belt. Yep. Why? He's broadcasting goodness. Yeah. And God's blessing them for it. Yes.
0: I'm telling you, man, one of the biggest things that will cut off financial favor is negativity, dysfunction, mm-hmm. complaining. We have to watch our language. Our language creates our world. And so in that, we didn't talk a lot of legacy. In the beginning days of Overtaken ministries, legacy was not. It was like the third great awakenings. now and we got to get everybody saved before Jesus comes back. Oh, my gosh. Here we are 12 years later. <laughs> Jesus didn't come back and we didn't get everybody saved. But what we're understanding is the gospel of salvation is correct. Jesus died on the cross and he is the way to the father. You can only get to heaven through Jesus. But the next part is I'm living here and I'm raising kids here and I can make a difference in society where I allow the Lord to place me. And as the Lord begins to place me and put me in my seat of influence or put me in an ability where I begin to reach other people, your job matters. Mm -hmm. Your day to day is significant for the kingdom. I will even say this. I believe it's just as significant as the church. That's why in the seven mountain mandate, there is a religious mountain, there's a political mountain, there's an arts and entertainment mountain, there's a family mountain. All of these mountains have influence and it's all equal. And what we cannot do as a church is say, well, mine's the most important. Or we go over here as an entrepreneur and say, that business is the most important. Or we go over here and say, government is the most important. No, they're all important. And the most important thing is, is that we come into the love of God and come into full identity as beloved so that as we generate wealth and not poverty, not complaining, not woe is me, not I never have enough. I'm never going to get enough. I'm never going to get this raise. Be a company man, be a company woman, be the best employee or employer that you can be. be honorable in all that you do so that god gets glory so that whatever you're putting your hand to can be given to your children bigger than that given to your kids 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 the bible starts out with he is the god of abraham isaac and jacob three generations and so inside of that what am i doing today that i can begin to give to my kids and one of the practical things that we have to stop talking about, but we got to be about it, is wills, power of attorneys, life insurance, health insurance, beneficiaries. Do you know that these are pressures? These are all pressures if not stewarded and handled rightly. You thought we were going to start this thing off about you got some money in the bank and you're going to put it in the stock market. No, we can't get there because what good is it to have thousands, millions, trillions, billions, gazillions of dollars in the stock market if you don't have a will to give it to the right people? And I'm bad about this. We've got to stop with... I'm not old enough yet. Listen, the Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. If you love your children, then all of us tomorrow are gonna make a will. We're gonna get with the right person because here's the thing at the end of the day. Who's going to take your kids if you die tomorrow? I hate using that kind of talk. But the honest truth is, if God calls you home tomorrow, this isn't heaven or hell thing. This is a practical thing. Where do you want your children to go? Who do you want to raise your children? Now, we could all sit here and say, oh, the grandparents will take them. Maybe, maybe not. What if you just catch the right judge or the wrong judge on a bad day and they go, well, these people didn't have a will. We'll put them in foster care. Yeah. You, it's again the parable in Matthew 25 was even when you don't want to do anything just do the little thing and put it in the bank Mm -hmm. even if you don't have investments and you don't have stocks and you don't have cds okay where's the first investment we get to make our thousand dollars in savings our three to five what are we making that's your kids but the next part is if something happens, who gets your home? Who gets your car? Who gets your life insurance? Who gets your health insurance? If you don't have a will, and this shook me a couple years back. Apostle D stood up at a revival weekend, and he's all like, in my will, Bryn Waddell gets my children. I think everybody in the whole room was like, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? But then he's like, if I look at who around me is not, I'm not putting weight on, and, and I love this. I'm not putting that weight on my parents or Tammy's parents. There has to come a point in time where grandma and grandpa, you get to be grandma and grandpa. We, in America, one of the plagues we need to stop doing is making grandma and grandpa mom and dad. Let them be grandparents. Let them spoil your kids rotten. Give them a bunch of sugar. Give them whatever they want. Why am I saying that? Because I want them to be papa one day. And papa don't want to correct. I don't want to correct. Nope. You raise your own kids. You correct your kids. You know what I want to do. I want to give them money. I want to give them sugar. I want to give them candy. I want to give them whatever they want. You want to come to papa's house? You can get whatever you want, Paul. Especially if you're a granddaughter. You go get whatever you want. Oh, you want a little dress? We'll go get a dress right now. So in that, be diligent to pray of who gets your children. I made this statement. If my children were to, if me and Tina were to pass tomorrow, I want Mike and Jen to begin to raise my kids. Why? Because I believe they're living the same way me and Tina are living. It's not about providing provision spiritually for their future, for their inheritance, for their legacy. I believe that. And that ruffled Tina, I mean, that ruffled Tina's mom and dad, my mom and dad, like, I know for a fact if they took my children in, they would not keep mom, mom, papa, and nana, and papa from right. at never all. Right. Never. Would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen. Mm-hmm. But once again, that's a poverty mindset. We start coming with the negative and the complaining and the, we're setting up big picture. We gotta start looking bigger picture. We gotta start looking long path who's going to get your house who's going to get your cars who's going to begin to get these things we have to have a will of some things that you have worked for you have earned going beyond your kids now things that you have earned with your hands and been given by the goodness of God if I die I want to continue in my grave to be a giver yes. I'm such a giver I want to give from the other side yes. okay yes. you can't do that if you ain't got a will you cannot do that if
4: you don't have a will. You didn't give me much to say here, but you're doing. <laughs> he's, he's exactly right. So, if you're eighteen or over, you should have a will. Uh, having a solid, a solid estate plan in place is a big deal because if you die without a will or a estate plan, the court gets to make decisions for you, uh, and that can include putting someone in charge of handling your estate, the money and stuff, deciding who gets your stuff, and but picking the caregivers for your kids. Kids is the most important part, part of all that. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of need to do that, like now. Um take taking time to put your plan together also shows you care enough about your loved ones to look at to look after them when you're gone. Plus it gives you a legacy you can. Be proud of and peace of mind knowing the wealth that you've worked so hard to build ends up exactly where you want it
0: to. Come on, that's so good. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, then there's other kinds of wills too. There's a living, I think everybody understands the, the importance of the will there. Um, plus, um, if it has to go through probate, that takes a, could take a long time. And a lot of money.
0: Don't put that stress on people. Do probate. This is why we need wills. Because if something happens, when my sister, my brother-in-law passed, it took her over a year to get the title of a Jeep.
4: Yeah. Wow.
0: And because of that, she couldn't even move it. You can't get tags. You can't get title. You can't sell it. You can't do nothing. I'm talking from guns to cars. When I say anything that you have obtained, you need to make sure that that is in a will so that people don't have to go through probate probate to get your guns, your cars, whatever kind of hobby stuff you four-wheelers, like there's all kinds of things that have titles and registries and all that and we man we don't want our loved ones to have to go through that struggle. Right.
4: And you need to have two copies of the will and put one in a safe place like a safety deposit box and your gun safe wherever and then have another Copy somewhere else, but okay. So then you a living will is a document that explains your wishes and Some of this is for older people, but it it's for everybody yeah. A living will is a document that explains your wishes for the end-of-life medical care if you can't speak for yourself um, you want to hit on that a
3: okay. If you're in an accident or you can't make decisions for yourself. There's a document that says, I, I don't want to be held on life support. A doctor can make that decision for you if you haven't made it, if it's not there. It also, this, these things are so much security to your spouse. This is the huge part of this. It's security for your spouse and your children. Yep. All these things in place when, if any emergency happens, you know where to go and what to do. You can just do it. You don't have to, you're, it's hard when things happen.
0: Yes. It's hard. And then throwing financial stress on top, of it makes it worse. Yes.
3: It just, it, it's too much. But you already can have this in place, and your family is taken care of through that every day. You know, you hear an accident happen down the street. You don't even know who it was. All of a sudden, you're like, did I put that bank transfer in? You know, like, did I do this? Did I pay that bill? I mean, it it makes you think if you don't have a plan.
4: It secures your assets also, so... And then we'll go to a POA, uh, Power of Attorney. A durable financial power of attorney is written specifically to let someone else act as your legal representation for financial matters. Um, so if, if, if something happened, that gives somebody else authority to make a decision on my behalf, uh, on whether I have on my bank account, on anything that I have, they can make, in all these power of attorneys, once the person, once, I, I'll just say me, once I pass away, it doesn't, there is no more power of attorney. So, the will takes over. right, the will takes over. And that's a good one to have also. And then there's a medical power of attorney. It's a legal document you use to name an agent to make medical decisions for you in case you can't make them yourself. Um... I'll just give you an example. I wasn't going to, but I will from like my mom. Uh, And she was older, but she had some heart issues and they and she was in the hospital and they wanted to keep poking her and taking blood and let's take another blood test and let's do this. And she was hard one to, to get, to draw blood from. And so we said to the doctor, like, so if you draw the blood and you look at it and you find something, what are you going to do? Well, we're not going to do anything. I said, you're not, you're not poking her no more. That's it. So, Because I had that. Uh, I was allowed to do that. Come on, you had that power. Her. You had right? that and power. And that's what I would do if I was my mom. No, yeah. Don't let him poke yes. me no
0: Come more. Come on, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: <clears throat> and then um, do you want to go to life insurance?
0: Yeah, so like ins- this,
4: being a pastor,
0: the hardest thing that I do, I, and I tell everybody this, everybody's like, what's the hardest thing you do as a pastor? The hardest thing that I do is funerals. And one of the biggest struggles that I see with funerals, because this is about legacy, this is about, this is about you, we got to see beyond ourselves, is when somebody passes away and there isn't a life insurance. And then I have watched, even in my own family, brothers and sisters of parents or of aunts or of uncles, literally because they want a funeral and they want closure and they want these certain things. You have to think about it, man. When, when you draw your last breath, you're with Jesus. But everybody else is here. And if I'm looking at her and I'm looking at my kids, I know there's a certain thing that when it comes to the funeral, they want. I know my kids are going to want certain. This isn't about what I want. I ain't here. I'm with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Literally, I will be on the back of a lion grabbing the mane. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's just how I picture myself on a huge, not a, not, I mean, a king of the jungle, man. Like, we going to rock and roll. And so, like, either that or dinosaurs, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to be on a T Rex, like something, something crazy. So, literally, like, you're, you're, you're gone on with the Lord. Your family needs closure. And the last thing they need is when they sit down with the funeral home, you don't get anything that you want. Or in return, if there is some things, like I want a wooden casket. I like those nice wooden ones. I want a, I want a wooden one, man. That's what I want. And, and so in that, I, want to, I don't want to be buried in a vault. I want to be buried in the ground. That's just, that's me. I already have, we have our lots paid for already, me and Tina. And we bought two extra lots in case something was to happen to our kids. That's already happened. That's already done. We already did that. Is that walking in fear? No, it's walking in wisdom. <laughs> so, if anything did happen, I'm. <coughs> Change weapon. There's certain things that people just don't even begin to think about, but I know my brother in law, when he passed, and I keep as an example, he had all of these things set in place that it made the closure for my sister easy. Yep. It made the closure for my sister easy. And so when I say life insurance, can you get enough? You can get a small policy because right now you may not have your thousand or your three to five thousand and all that stuff we talked about earlier. So you're gaining towards that. So just I mean, Dakota's right here. I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay. So if you want Lincoln and Heritage Insurance, we'll talk to you. But listen, even if you were to get a five thousand dollar policy right now, now everybody knows that I, in wisdom, back when I was 18. Because my mom and dad taught me about, because I watched my mom and her brothers and sisters have to pay for her mom's funeral and her dad's funeral. And for my parents, the couple thousand dollars that they put in was easy. The other brothers and sisters, some of them struggled. Don't put that on yourself, but don't put that on others. You see what I'm saying? Because now what happens? Family starts fighting. Hey, you didn't pay your portion of the funeral bill. Well, I didn't have it because they don't have classes like this and they don't have these certain things going on. They don't have these. Do you see where we we stop all this poverty? We just start cutting all the arguing and the complaining and the looking down on family members. This is one of the easy ways. This class is amazing because it's teaching us how to love and think ahead. Okay, so life insurance first gets, gets you a small policy if you don't have anything. And then later on, as you start establishing in the kingdom way, you get you a $50,000 one or you get you a $100,000 one. So now, you know, I may not have stock market and investments and things right now. But me personally, because I made an investment when I was 18, I told you guys on Sunday, my kids and Tina will get $750,000. I know her and apostles talked about taking me out (laughs) because that's a good tithe for DTM and Tina will get her house by the lake. You know what I'm saying? Trent will get his Tesla. Like, there's some, thing, there's some good things going on if I'm gone. Okay? So, but, but inside of that, you can have that too. Don't hear that story of a, like a me and be like, wow, that's awesome. It's available to you. When do you start now? You have to start now with getting a $5,000, or what's the smallest one that they could get? Like, literally, 20 bucks a month to get you a $4,000 policy. Yeah, an average cremation is $2,000, like $10 a month. That's like, don't buy two Red Bulls. Do you know what I'm saying? To save some stress on your family. It's just little things to talk about that. And then just real quickly, real to the side, health insurance, man, I'm telling you, no matter what, make this happen. If it's not happening, go down to your, your your the, just the local county, um, the Medicaid. You got, listen, if you can't get it through your work, and you have kids, you got, go get Medicaid. Do not walk around without medical, dental, and health. I'm just telling you, and, and I, make sure you have these things. It's better to have something supporting you than, than getting, I'm just paying $10 of this medical bill, $10 of that medical bill. Like, and Dave Ramsey has amazing stuff to get that, those things paid off. But I'm telling you, man, sacrifice Netflix for some, once again, start small. You don't have to get something big. Start small so that when you do get rushed to the ER for a kidney stone, because they happen when you get older and they come out of nowhere, okay? On the way to the beach, I'm with my wife, I'm in Mobile, and all of a sudden I'm driving across the highway and I'm like, oh, that's not gas. Oh, that's that's not a cramp. It's getting worse, Tina. What do you think it is? I don't know. Pull over on the side of the road because I'm on that bridge from Gulf Shores from Daphne to Mobile. I'm on that bridge flying and weaving. I get off the exit, jump out of the car, and I'm literally losing control of myself on the side of the road because a kidney stone came out of nowhere. And if you've ever had a kidney stone, you're not waiting to get on the plane a couple hours later and get into and take care of it. You got to get to an ER now. Okay, but it could be your appendix, it could be. There, you don't know what's happening in your body. So once again, medical bills are a squeeze on you yeah. financially and will stop you from investing. But it's a smart investment now.
1: Yeah. Um, everything that they're talking about right now, I keep hearing that verse, blessed is the peacemaker. Well, you good. are creating peace yeah. now for things in the future. Yeah. You can plan now for a future peace that's so good. for you that's and so your family. Good.
4: Can I say one more thing about the life insurance the, yep. And well, I wasn't going to do this, but term is the best way to go, not whole life. Mm-hmm. Yes. A- and um, not on your mortgage, credit life on your mortgage is not the way to go, or on your car payment is not the way to go. Term is the least expensive, and you also should have one on your wife mm-hmm. or husband, whichever, like, Nick is the breadwinner there. You need to have some insurance on her, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, how can you re- you got to replace? How do you replace Nika? or how do you replace Mel, or Aaron, or anybody else? At least enough to get you through the first year to ha- take care of your children. Oh, so,
1: and a little side note, also on Dave Ramsey's website, they actually have companies that have the life insurance for the parents that also covers the children as well. If anything happened to the children, yes, because we have stuff
0: policy. on our kids. We have st- we have stuff on our kids, guys. We have My mom did that. My, not only did they get 750000 my mom's got one. She's still paying out. We're like, my mom, stop. She's like, nope. The teen and the kids will get it. She's like, I've paid too long into it yeah. to stop
4: now.
5: Right. And the earlier you start, usually the cheaper it is. Right. So if you get it on your kids. That's right. It's going to be way cheaper than if you wait. And the healthier home. you
4: are also. Yes.
0: Yeah. 100%. So, beneficiaries, Ed, hit it with us. Okay.
4: Okay. Um, you have be- different beneficiaries. You have joint survivor benefits for if you own your home, it should be your wife and yourself as joint, bene- joint, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, no. Beneficiary. Joint survivorship yeah. on your home. Then beneficiaries and all of your other things your bank accounts, your stock market, your retirement, your insurances. Um,
3: Any document that you sign has to have a beneficiary on it. So that if you are not taking advantage of this, someone else is named for that legal document. Okay? Anything. Anything. Joint survivorship, we kind of got those two mixed together, is on your mortgage, on your title of your house. If it says J and S after your name, on the title, that means it will transfer to the, your, your spouse if anything would happen to you. If it is not there, you have to, go to court. you have to court. get a court order to sign your spouse's name to transfer it to you. Which will take forever. Which will take forever, right. and where am I going to live? Where am I, what am I, I got to come up with the house payment, and my husband just died, you know? That's So that's why we're saying life insurance, start with something little, but your goal is to have something that would pay your house off and keep your your spouse going for a little while. Then when you're wealthy enough, you self-insure. You've made enough. Your investments are paying those things. So you're, it's, this is just an interim thing.
4: And I'm a great beneficiary, in case anybody's looking for one. <laughs> I'm a little on the old side, but I'm good. I'll be around a while. I will not take that weight on. Never know Ed. You have that could you ask that? Yeah, that's
2: right. That's right. right. <laughs> that's
4: right. Yeah. Then you Go ahead. Okay. Um. And the TOD, the transfer. The transfer on death is on your bank account. is real easy. It just when I die, it just automatically goes to her. Transfer on death. But exactly. if you don't have that. Right. You have to have that stipulation. You got to look at your right. bank accounts. Mention where they do these things. Where they set these things. Okay. Well, like get the, if you want to get the TOD, like we go to Huntington, and that's where you just go to the bank and have them do it. It's simple. Second place. It's Plus it's green, not blue. <laughs> second, second place. <coughs> Chase. They have one here, and they have one in Aurora.
0: He goes to Huntington. I go to Chase. <laughs> Nationwide. Okay. Nationwide. Chase. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, if you have a if you have s- stock, if you have stocks, your stockbroker will help you with that. If wherever you have the legal document made, that if you have bank accounts, it's at your bank. If you have a stocks, it's at your stockbroker. Wherever you have. Your health insurance, your all of those will have a beneficiary.
0: Let me hit on this on the transfer to death. On the transfer to death, this will right now break you of last class. You being scared to death to have somebody's eyes on your money, mm-hmm. whatever little bit of money you have, if you don't have somebody else's name on your account, get get over that now. <laughs> like, hear me. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's a little frustration in me, but I'm serious. Get over that. Mm-hmm. Get other people's eyes on your money and one of them better be the transfer to death Mm -hmm. or transfer on death so that they can begin to, because how many of you have a business account in here? Raise your hand, okay? Right now, you have to, tomorrow, a TOD has to happen. Yeah. You know why? Because number one, you have employees, you have debts, You have all these other things, and if you don't have somebody to tap into that, then all of that pressure goes on your family. Mm -hmm. It's super quiet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what mayor's saying for the live stream people her obviously all, us older people in the room okay I'm not gonna put Trenton on my bank account
3: right yeah.
0: you know what I'm saying buggy, <laughs> buggy. <laughs> but if you can't put your spouse because she was widowed, mm-hmm. her husband is gone mm-hmm. so this widowed woman this grandmother puts her one of her daughters you got to put them on the account. Mm-hmm. We're scared. If you're ever going to be a millionaire, you got to quit being scared of people seeing your money.
3: Yeah, right.
0: Point blank. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying open it up for everybody, but I'm saying you got to have at least two people you trust that can take a look at your bank account. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the other class. But now this is for like, not only they can look at your account, they can pay your bills. They can do other things and get debts paid off. Or even watch this. Not even just do that. They can sell your company if you, if happens, does that make sense? Yeah. They can se- sell it off to someone else. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe you have an employee that they didn't know this, but you're going to offer them to take over everything. You know, that's what happened with Medhurst Construction that became Cold Johns. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody that you can begin to pass this thing on to. And sell it. it's having, that's how Ember acquired his. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to be prepared to sell this thing. Okay, or work yourself out of a job. That's great leadership. Okay, does that make sense? I, yeah. Are we good? Any more on the transfer on death? I don't think so.
3: No, I think so.
0: So the next thing that's very important is emergency plans. Okay, this is an investment. This is an investment on what do you have in your home, and this is something great to teach your kids.
3: Um, when we moved. We just moved into our condo the last three years ago. We got the alarm in the middle of the night that there's a tornado. I had to wake up, Ed, and, and actually talk to him. Where do we go when there's a tornado? We never talked about it. I never thought about it. I don't have children in my house, but do your children know where to go if there's a storm and you're not home? Do they have? Do you have an emergency kit? I know this seems kind of... Weird, but it just it rocked me a little bit. I was like, I don't. Uh, is there a flashlight? I didn't know where a flashlight was. I could find it if I looked, but you know, is there in that spot a flashlight? And you know, even some cash, even just little things you see on the news every day. Things happen. Bad things happen. We're not. We're not a pot apocalypse or whatever that is but just be prepared and it's for your children's sake too let them know where they should go when they if there's a storm let them know if i am not home and i can't reach you where are you where are they supposed to go
0: listen we live in a culture kids don't know phone numbers yes
3: Yes. correct back in
0: the day we probably had at least 30 memorized off the top of our head yeah okay Right, and listen. If you don't think that, that what we're saying right here is important, let's just go back to COVID nineteen.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, y'all went nuts over toilet paper. Yeah, like stupid. Yeah, you know, Grandma was on to something with the canned goods. And mm-hmm. a, a, I'm not talking prepper status. I'm mm-hmm. not talking like she said end yeah. of apocalypse.
4: Right,
0: we did that, and I gained dag on thirty pounds eating carbohydrates. <laughs> Because we had so much hamburger helper and we didn't want to go to waste and spaghetti. Yeah. And I had all this. Th- yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Um, but vegetables, that's a huge. Yes. Corn, green beans, peas, toilet paper, Lysol. Like We all get it now from COVID of what is mm-hmm. necessities to have in case something happens. And then just, this is investment, right? Mm-hmm. She's serious. Like mm-hmm. when that tornado came through Streetsboro mm-hmm. back in the summer. Yeah our phones were going off, the power's out. I'm trying to get my kids out of bed and my kids have no radar that there's a tornado. Like yeah. they, none. Right. None. none. Like at one point we're all down in the basement and like Trenton still didn't get out of bed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's a tornado. They're like, yeah, they went from <laughs> bedrooms to couches. Like they're so in beloved identity, like tornado sirens are going off. Phones are going off. And my kid's like, I don't care. Like, I'm loved by God. Like, they didn't give a flip. They they didn't know we're flashlights. Yeah. Like, we're trying to do candles and yeah. flashlights, and we're thinking how we were raised, yeah. and it's like, oh, we've never taught our kids this. Yes. So here's a full-blown emergency. Like, there's a tornado touching down, yeah. Yeah. and our kids are just, like,
1: yeah. going like we from were, sleeping
0: in beds to sleeping on the couch.
1: I was like, all right, let's light a couple candles, because, of course, the power was out. And... Sissy goes and is lighting every candle in every room in the house. Like, we're not trying to make the house smell good. We need some light. We just need a little bit of light.
0: So listen, this ties into money as well. Like, just got to bear with me. All of our money is electronic. I have paper in a bank account, or in my safe. Do I think you should put all your money in a, a gun safe? No. Mm-hmm. You need to have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. But I have money in my gun safe. And start with a couple hundred dollars and then get a thousand and, th- and just leave it in there. And that's not your a thousand emergency money. This is like, just could it get that stupid... Could it get that dumb that a grid gets knocked out and I yeah. somehow my money got lost? Mm-hmm. And like, I just kind of, ha- I don't really trust the whole electronic like all my money's in a thing in here. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm, that's not fear. It's mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Same way you got toilet paper. Have some money. Just wake up. If I can just be serious, mm-hmm. wake up. I'm 44 years old. At one in the morning before I went to bed in every election in my life, we knew who the president of the United States was. Three years ago, I go to bed, and electronically, there's more votes than I've ever seen in a lifetime. My trust is in God, not electronics. Mm
3: -hmm. Right.
0: So there's some practical things in investments and and thinking legacy long-term that that's just a smart thing.
2: Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. And just to add a note to that, I was in college. Some of you probably remember this. Was it 2005, 2008? The power went out for like five days. That yeah. issue at Niagara yeah. Falls. At one point, they said a plastic bag yeah. caught some some stupid. I don't know what really happened. I remember the the news stories, but I remember I worked at the pizza shop back then, and uh our boss was freaking out because we had thousand dollars worth of food, and then the shop didn't have power, but some of the houses didn't around there, so we were. Hauling off in our car and our trunks, whatever, good, and taking over to a relatives' house to try to save all the food. So definitely have cash, especially small ones and fives and stuff, because no one's going to give you change. You know what I mean? The wheel and deal. Have a little extra gas. We're not telling you to be crazy and buy the Jim Baker twenty-five sk- skids of prepper food. No disrespect. To we have a couple buckets. We got it. BJ's twenty-five year. There's like two or three or four of them. The, the last for a few weeks but you never it could be a natural disaster it's not even yeah. mm-hmm. the mark of the beast stuff but that could happen too it's coming so yeah covid and we're stocked on tp if you know the thompson house we're loaded we, we we're still we're we're stocking we buy one pack, but you go to the garage you can see it up there just in case yes.
5: tp is very important don't, don't be coming to our house trying to steal our tp <laughs>
2: All right, now we're going to talk about making money. Who wants to make some money? Raise your hand. Woo! All right, listen. We already told you you can. We just told you how to secure it. Now we're going to talk about how to make it. All right. One of the biggest things is what what, what does investment mean? It actually means putting your money or capital towards something where it's going to increase and make money. Okay? So, in in modern America, we are stupid with language. Very stupid. Savings... And investment is often by everybody, even financial people, is used interchangeably in casual conversation. But savings are not investments. Right. Savings on. goes into account and trickles maybe a $0.13 cents a year kind of crap. An investment is going to make money for you. It has a return to it, okay? So we honor savings. And I and the more I get into this, the more I lean toward Dave Ramsey's system, to be honest with you, because I get it more now that I'm learning more. Well, about risk and different things. So this doesn't mean what we're going to talk about. We're not giving you stock tips tonight. Don't worry. So if you're one of that you came to the wrong class. But we're going to tell you how to look into and how to investigate and evaluate these things and what you want to move forward into, okay? And particular types of buckets of accounts. But you have to first get your $1,000, your debt paid off, three to six months, Get your three to five thousand, you get the three to six months. And once you get your three to six months, you get 15%. We'll talk about there. But get that stuff in a row first. And that's
3: and in then, a savings account. Yes. That
2: that you get the savings it's account. It's a
3: savings account. Yes. You keep it
2: there. And we we'll talk here in a little bit why that is. You want you want access to it fast. If you have stocks or if you have bonds, you can't just pull that money out. If you shove that in a 401k, you're penalized and pay a crap ton of taxes. You pull that out, you're going to get screwed and get half your money. So you need that in a savings account. So savings are good, but they are not investments. Amen? Can I get an amen? Yes. All right, investment tips for beginners. Who's ready for this? All right, first, you got to identify your goal. What are you trying to invest for? Without vision, the people wander aimlessly. Okay, am I, am I trying to get saved for retirement? Am I trying to save for my kid's college fund? Am I trying to have an extra stream of income? You probably should say yes at some point to all three of those. We have a retirement set up, but now I'm going to look into an investment count because I want to start generating. I'm taking what he said. Take $5, $10 a year. I'm going to start investing cash in there to generate money for my business before it ever gets off the ground Mm -hmm. so I have something to work with. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's a different goal. I have more than one goal with what I'm investing. All right. Number two, you got to understand your risk tolerance. I used to go to Vegas back in the day, and they'd always tell us now- stock market is not gambling, technically, but there's some similarities, okay? So what's your risk tolerance? You don't take your bread, right? There's bread and there's seed. It's the same kind of principle with investing. You don't take your house payment money and shove in the stock market to try to make a quick hundred bucks and get it back. You go through the process, get your three to six months, and then you start taking the money, shoving it, and generating there. So you got to understand what the, the risk is, and it's it could get complicated. We're not going to make it complicated. Keep it real simple. What could you put in there? You know, the reason, one, reason why I like Dave Ramsey is if I go and do his system, pay my house off, if the stock market completely crashes, I have a paid-off house. Yep. Yeah. I have six months in my savings. I'm good. Yeah. It sucks that that happened, but I'm still covered. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so understand your risk tolerance. Here's the big thing that I know she's going to speak on: start early and take a long-term approach. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Long path, like Rachel Cruz. Jenna has a good video. She'll probably text out in the next couple of days. I yeah. bet, like, about it doesn't matter how small the amount is. You have if it's ten bucks, like he says all the time, you got to put that away and start letting that make money. The, what how retirement works. You're not going to see the return you're hoping to get until the last ten years before you retire. Her and I are, are, we have a goal to become millionaires at 55. I'll be 55 in 10 years. I kind of am doing all these calculations, formulas, pending at doom or disaster or market crash, all that stuff. So I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, if we, have, if, if we get a million at 55, we have 10 years to retirement. If I make 10% return, guess how much I'm making annually just off what's there at the end of our lives? $100,000 a year. I could live off the interest, never have to take the principal. So guess what Sam gets? Now, hold hold on. If we make it at 55 with a little bit of favor and no stock market crashes, God says, okay, I'm going to honor your prayers. At 55, I get a million dollars. Okay. Every year that'll go up another at least $100,000 starting at 55 on a 10% return. Dave Ramsey says, and I did the math. uh, It's true. About every seven years, you double your money. So at age 62, we'd have two million. At age 69, we'd have three or four. See how it's Ed's penny thing. You see what I'm saying? And so you can't look and say, man, I've been saving this time. I got $1,000. Ain't crap. It's making, it made 50 bucks. You can't think like that. You have to think 20, 30 years from now that thing's going to add up and that, those returns are going to be significant. If you think about what you're getting to the next even five years, you're going to like, oh, screw it, I'm going to take that money and just buy a four-wheeler with it. No. Keep that, the bigger that gets, at the the last five, ten years of your life, man, that thing's going to pop.
5: It's like what apostle hmm? said, delayed gratification. We can't look at it as this money we have today we're planning like we said for the future and we have to believe like we can do it this is for us guys this isn't for yeah. i remember back in the day i read a book the millionaire next door you think of a millionaire like donald trump or whatever no it's it's the person like ed and jeanette like the person that just drives just a conservative regular car that's the millionaire next door because they're not spending their money on the random stuff <laughs> But it's within our reach. It's within our reach. And we just have to look past today. Um, Regarding the 401k, when I was 20, I started working in the banking industry. And literally the very first day I get home, my dad calls me, how was training? Did you sign up for the 401k? I'm like, dad, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even get my badge. (laughs) Every single day. Did you sign up for the 401k? Did you sign up? And I am so thankful now that he told me that because most companies, and if you're not signed up with your 401k with your company, please start now. Like if, if you're older, it's never too late. It's never too late to start, even if it's small. Most companies will. The 403b, I think that's for nonprofit or maybe.
2: Probably an IRA like
5: a Roth. Like a IRA Roth. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Roth IRAs. But if you if you are employed by another company by a company not self-employed check with them if you don't know if you have a 401k call your hr and ask them because a lot of companies will match three percent four percent six percent that's free money you guys yeah you put 50 bucks in there they're putting 50 bucks in there come on that's right
4: don't put all your a don't put all your eggs in one basket either and that those are all your streams of income you never touch the goose the goose stays there for you to pass on all the eggs you could spend all the eggs but keep the goose there did you catch what he said eat
2: the eggs don't touch the thing making you the money that's the key
5: remember that old commercial set it and forget it like that, that's the way i like to look at our time you set it and forget it <laughs> and back on that three
4: percent thing that's a good thing for anybody that that's not doing that we knew people my dad knew people that never got involved in that for years and you don't pay any attention to it. And then that money is invested. You have to watch what it's invested in, too, because it's your money still. Even though they're matching, you put some in, they put some in. You have to watch that investment. And most of the times, you can switch it around a little bit if you want to. But you have to kind of pay attention. You just don't forget it. Well, she said forget it, but she was talking about something else. Like
2: We just did this today. We went over HSA. Right which is an investment account, not just a health savings account. We'll teach about that here in a minute. We looked at the HSA. We thought it was investments because you could invest your HSA money because it was collecting interest. It was actually a cash account just collecting interest. And we're like, what? We set this up in here. So we're looking now to go back and find funds that now get 7 8% on our health savings account. Because at age 65, you can spend it anything you want. All right, so... Um, start early, take a long-term approach. Again, that's one of the most important things. For us, make a plan, you know. Um, Dave Ramsey has some baby steps here that we don't, we're not going to spend a lot of time on, just kind of mention it. After you get your six months in there and your debt is paid off, step four, he says invest 15% of your income into retirement. And the retirement accounts, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Baby step five, save money for college. Step six, pay your home off early. Okay, five, I think this is a huge one. Automate your investing. She has a thing where she can send it right to the, it comes right off her check. We don't even have to, that's like money, it's like it don't even exist. You don't have to sit there and shake your hand and go, I can't give that up to the investment. I really want to spend it. It's gone. Set it up if you have the opportunity. Uh, We also have some things that go to the bank account and then get sent out. Like uh, we use Fidelity for one of our retirement accounts. Fidelity, you could set up automated payments through there. So you could set your checking account to your brokerage account, okay? And then you could say every 15th of the month, I'm going to send 100 bucks there, whatever it is, 50 bucks, whatever amount. So you could automate this and have it set to designated funds. You could have it set to go to bonds, stocks, mutual funds, all that stuff, which we'll get to. Some of
0: you, I know this is like foreign language and you're checking out. I can feel the room. I'm a public speaker. Stop. You you literally are already in your mind going, I can't invest, but you invest in a Netflix. That's right. You invest in a Planet Fitness and ain't been there in two months. This is possible. This is where you got to break past the the poverty mindset. Just because you haven't tread these waters. Like, this is where you should be taking notes. This is when he says certain things. Like, I'm writing certain things down because this, this is where we are. Like, it's it's time to go beyond. Like, I've got streams of income. I'm, I'm wealthier than I've ever been in my life. But now it's time to set up that retirement. It's time to set up this longevity to give my kids. I'm not, listen, you know what I got from my biological dad? A 30-30 gun. That's it. That's it. That's it inheritance and legacy doesn't exist in the Lovejoy's blanket chips whites and savages it will with jimmy and tina
2: that's right yeah
0: i'm not dude, listen i'm done my my mentality is different than a lot of people in this room that's why the leader's teaching this that's why the leaders are teaching this we're done we're done with portage county the pig is our mascot i'm done with it yeah i'm done I'm done saying Aurora's Aurora, Hudson's Hudson, and Portage County's just Portage County. Nope. And the only legacy we know is a passed down farm. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. We're going to be walking around asking you, did you get a CD yet? Did you, get, did you do something? Yeah. You're not in a building just so you can go to heaven. <clears throat> yeah. Stop. That is the gospel of salvation. All right, you received that. Now what's going on? If a man that I know that I consider a friend that John Hinchman knows and Adam Kales works for can come over to America at 40 years old, work in the coal mines, become an apprentice bricklayer at 46, and now some tw- tw- in 20 years, in 20 years is literally a multimillionaire. Because he had one thing in his mind, he would not settle. This is the class that if I'm going to take notes and I'm going to lock in and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start drifting, don't drift on this class. I don't know how many times I've heard Apostle D speak and use words. I have no idea what he's saying, but you know what I don't do? Disengage. I figure out what Hephzibah means. First time he said Hephzibah, it took me months, if not a year, to figure out what the word Hephzibah meant. Now I can actually pronounce it and understand that it means the Lord's delighted in me. I did not, listen, I'm t- that's the God's honest truth. The first time he used that language, I did not know what he was talking about. But now I do. And so with me being Hephzibah, this makes sense. So when he's teaching this stuff and he's using different abbreviations, and different, don't check out, don't check out. You'll, you'll live paycheck to paycheck the rest of your life. Act interested. At, listen, act interested. Take notes. So I will give you this piece of paper. Use it. If not, you'll be sitting in my office wondering where your money went. (coughs) Me and Ed will draw up on a board, show you where all your money went over the last five years, show you that you actually had a million dollars go through your hand. You couldn't even see you had a million dollars went through your hand. We have done that multiple times, have we not? On my whiteboard, here's what came through your house and you got zero in the bank account right now. Why? Because in a teaching like this, you don't really want to pay attention. Because it really doesn't matter to me. No, it matters to you. If you're going to run with me, I'm not going to be broke. And you'll either get as far away from me or we'll be rich together. Yeah. Yeah. I say, let's be rich together. Because yes. when a kid wants to go to Africa, I'm just going to write the check. And when an orphanage needs $10,000, we're just going to write the check. And we did that with hundred and small thousands.
2: That's why we'll do that with hundreds of thousands. Amen. Yeah. Right. And I'll just be honest with you. It's intimidating because there's new terms you probably may have heard but you're not real familiar with. You have to not put let that put a wall up because they're real simple. Once you hear a term and you actually go Google it for a second, you're like, oh, that makes sense. I get yep, that. Yep. It's real easy. And there's so much information and free tools out there. It's crazy. But here's the, the big thing with that. He's saying don't check out when we're talking. Absolutely. Don't check out in your finances, period. Okay. Yes. Exactly. The, yes. You have to make that money work for you. Yeah. You at yes, be intentional. You have to pay attention to where it's going. If you're passive with your money, you'll come back and go, where did it all go? And you know where it went. Look at your bank statement. Went to Starbucks and whatever else we, right?
4: Can I say one more thing on the match? That's yes, so hit important. It. And some people, some companies will match up to 6%, but if it's 3%, if you put $20 a week and they put 20 and that's 40, that's 2000 a year. Only for 20 bucks is free money. Half that's free. And then whatever that investment has made, even if it only made 5%, you'd have another $100 or $200. It's, it's, it's easy.
5: Like, I was talking to someone recently whose company just started offering a 401k. And they're paid well. They get good raises. And people in this person's company, was they were so mad that the, instead of getting another raise, they were getting a 401k. They were mad. Like, that is that poverty mindset. They were angry that it was like, I think they match up to 30 bucks a week. So, for 30 bucks a week, they're giving you 30 bucks. Yeah. So, you get, yeah. Like,
2: it's free money. So, here you go. Ready? Number six, diversify your portfolio. Here's the kicker you get a 401k that's managed by a, like a brokerage account. You don't have to go in there and figure this all out. That's what I'm saying. It's way easier than it sounds. You get your four hundred one k money. They your company probably hired someone to manage that account. You just take a look at it and say, "I want a little more risky. I want a little more less risk." You kind of could play with it, but you don't have to. She didn't look at hers for years, and then we did Dave Ramsey at the other billion. I'm like, "Ah, I didn't know you had that." Let's look at this, and she's like, "I forgot I had it." She, said, let me find the password. Hey, go get the password. We're like, "Whoa!" Well, we just looked it up. It's making it's, it's making seven percent. It made 7% without her fiddling with it. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I started fiddling with some stuff and I lost a little money. I'll tell you, I'll tell that story later. So that's why it sounds complicated, but the thing is you set it to certain things. There are people that know what they're doing that manage it. So you don't have to know every nook and cranny of the stock market. You just, they say, this is our track record. You're like, I want you to handle my money.
0: Diversity in your portfolio. When's the last time you even went and talked to your banker? And I'm not talking about the teller. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about your banker. Your bank has things available for you all the time. Go sit down and talk with them. Start, got to spend money to make money. Start somewhere. I don't care if it's 10 bucks. Start somewhere. Start now. Believe in yourself. Start now. Start today.
5: You can do it over the phone. I know it can, it can be intimidating to go in there, make time to do it. You can do it over the phone, too.
2: Yeah, so here's a big one that I had to learn. Keep your emotions out of investing. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because I invested with, with the whole election scandal thing. In January of 2021, I started looking at mutual. I studied for a long time, for months, and I finally just said, You know, She got a rollover IRA from a previous employer that uh, she didn't know she had. So we're like, okay, can I play with this and learn the stock market? She goes, sure, babe, go ahead. So there goes (laughs) some testimonies out of that. So I started playing around with it, and I'm like, man, this mutual fund's got a good track record. I threw all those in there, right? Well, Joe Biden got, uh, good old Joe B got (laughs) inaugurated. And gas doubled in price. And guess what happened to the stock market? I literally made like $1,300, 1500 in like three weeks because I was talking to the Heavers through the whole process. And I was like, Ed, I got 1500 bucks in three weeks, man. I'm ready to do this thing. I'm all fired up. And he's like, remember, if it dips, don't sell it. You don't lose until you sell it. So then I'm watching it go. D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. And then it was like, man, I'm only up 300 now in a week. I Lost a thousand dollars, it was going d and I'm like, Ed, Ed, Jeanette, what do you do? Should I sell this and get back into it later? What should I do? He took us for a
4: ride on ride, too. There's yeah. a ride. Yeah.
2: I took I got to some money too, so that's why I'm not giving you stock tip. You lose, you lose. It's on you. So, so in this process. So this that's why Dave Ramsey says don't buy individual stocks. So just listen to Dave Ramsey and you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. So so I had these mutual funds and and old good old Joe got in there and they started going and I'm like Ed 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 and I'm like gonna finally I was like screw it I'm pulling all the cash out. I think her boss at the time said he's pulling all his money on the stock market which triggered me. He he's he's a big guy in the bank. He's got to know he's doing. I'm pulling all. So I pulled it all out of there and then. It it did sink a little bit, but you know what? I looked up those same investments a couple of weeks ago. The one investment, the blue chip Fidelity Blue Chip Growth Fund, increased twenty six percent in one year this last year. If I would have pulled out, that five thousand dollars I had in there would have been what? I would have made two just this last year off not doing anything, of just keeping an account and not. And that's the one thing you put your eyes on it, but don't keep your emotions on it. Realize if you. Go in the stock market, it's gonna go like this, but long term, you're gonna be up
0: historically. So, very simply, this is it. He starts investing, he does it with somebody who breathes a different air than them. The initial, when you start walking with somebody and new, the excitement of the honeymoon phase is amazing. And then comes the trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Looks a lot like spiritual parenting. And then when your back starts getting up and getting a ball, do you let your emotions speak to you or the wisdom? If you're going to make money, you're going to have to let wisdom speak to you in a realm that you've never been in before.
2: So long-term, if you put money in the stock market, you'll be up 15%, 16% over 20, 30 years. There's dips of recession, and then there's super peaks. It's like a wave. And so if you get in there, I recommend everyone in this room, like Dave Ramsey says, we'll talk about here in a minute. You're going to get into mutual funds and that stuff because there's a yeah. manager that manages that stuff. And you don't have to learn every detail of every company. They get paid to do that. And Makes it a, so much easier. Yes. So I started getting excited about Trout and Stocks, and I, I should have stuck to Dave Ramsey. And I And Ed was like, you don't have to sell it. I mean, if it's up to you, and I'm like, I sold it and i took a hit from it and i it was it was a more of a hit i tried to break even i kind of broke even but if i would have kept my money in there through the dip i would have ended up way more money in there than what i did so that's a, so um the number 8 don't invest in something you don't know my uncle i started years ago i started dabbling in some investing he trades stock options i'm like what are those he explained it to me i'm like that's great he's like oh they're easy and i started looking into them and i'm like i don't even know how to trade a stock i'm not going to trade options on a stock it's like it's like vegas you could you could trade and buy stuff on anything so so listen don't invest in anything you don't understand if you don't want to become a savvy investor that's great you know what you do you give your money to the 401k roth ira to someone that knows what they're doing a financial advisor you take your money and say i got 20,000 i got 30,000 What should I do with it? They're like, you should do it here. And you're like, great, sir. Thank you. Have a nice day. Let us both make money. Okay. Now, this is the last one. This is very, very important with what we're going to talk about with the retirement accounts. You have to know the rules. Okay. This is where even people that put 401ks get screwed because they don't know the rules. Every type of investment has a different set of tax rules, everything. A stock is taxed different than a dividend from a stock completely different. There's something called capital gains. So know the rules. Within that, there are buckets. So a stock, right, is a stock. Then there's different buckets. Like Amazon. How many have an Amazon account? Raise your hand. How many things can you buy with your Amazon account? Pretty much anything. A retirement account is like your Amazon account. It's a bucket. So within that bucket, you could buy bonds, stocks, mutual funds, and but that bucket has a set of rules. So when you have a retirement account like a 401k, 413b, a Roth IRA, you don't pay taxes on any gains. So if that thing makes doubles its money, you don't, if I put a thousand in and I make 500, I don't have to pay any taxes on the $500. Why? Because it's in a retirement bucket, it's in an HSA. If I just trade that by itself, I have to pay capital gains, which is if I don't hold on to the stock for a year, it's 44%. If I sell, hold on to it for years, it's 22%. So I'm not saying that you don't have to know those numbers. What I'm saying is every bucket, every type of investment has its own set of rules. Knowing those rules, I know people that get screwed on 401ks all the time. You want to know why? Because they hear they could borrow off it. Don't do that unless you absolutely are losing everything. You know Why? because now you, you you take this loan out and you're going through and you're and you're like, oh, screw it. And you pull it all out. And guess what happens in a 401k? If you pull it out before you're 59 and a half, you get penalized. You have to pay taxes, income tax. So you might pay 22% income tax. And then you pay 10% penalty. You're out a third of your money because you're impatient. So you have to know the rules. That's the big thing, which leads right into this five questions. Here's Here's five things before you put your money anywhere. I don't care if it's a CD, a bond, a stock. Know the answer to these five questions. Just real, we're going to blow right through these. How is this going to affect my taxes? It could be a tax benefit. It could be a tax liability. How is it? Just be prepared because you don't want to go to the end of the year and owe 10 grand because you're a trading stock and like they had no idea, okay? What are the fees, Are there management fees? Is someone charging you to open the account? You know, like back in the day, they used to charge for checking accounts. Most people don't. Like there's certain things that, uh, you know, we have a Fidelity account. If I transfer that money out of there or or buy a non-Fidelity mutual fund, they charge me $75. How do I know that? They don't advertise that. You have to look at the fine print, okay? But you have to know the rules. What are the fees? What are the penalties? We have HSAs, health saving accounts. If I take that money and decide I'm going to Starbucks with it instead of, like, pay for prescriptions or hospital bills, there's a 20% penalty. Now I have to pay income tax on the money, and I get penalized 20%. Well, that's my money. You could say that. The IRS don't care. They're like, you put it in a bucket. That's not your money. That's the HSA's bucket. You see what I'm saying? So there's penalties for that, and that's how you, if you take a CD, even though it's low-risk, you pull it out early. There's a penalty, and you may lose more than what you put in it based on the penalty. So you have to know the rules, okay? What are the risks, okay? Mike Clinton and I were talking about buying gold the other day. I don't buy gold. You know I don't buy gold? I think it's a great investment. You know I don't buy it? I don't understand it. I'm trying to figure out where you buy it. There's these websites that sell these bullions, but I've also, when I'm looking it up, I saw a lot of news stories, okay? I looked into crypto. Which I I have a conspiracy theory. I talked to Joshua Smith, and he said you may be right. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Okay, I won't get into it because it's not. If you don't understand it, stay away from it. I'm like, how do I bit? How do I buy Doisco? How do I buy Bitcoin? I got to give this website of money, and they mind something that doesn't really exist, and it's not backed by FDIC. No thank you. No thank you. And guess what? Bitcoin was up to sixty thousand dollars, and me and Mike were talking about it back then, Elder Nietzsche. And I was like, man, I got this feeling to stay away from cryptocurrency. And I know prophets out there that I love were saying, get into crypto, get into crypto. God said, thus will say the Lord, get into crypto. No, 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 no. I was feeling, wah, 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 stay away from crypto. Guess what happened to crypto? It Bitcoin went from 60000 down to $13,000 in a matter of like a few months. You got to be led by the spirit in this thing too. Um, the gold... There's people that sell these gold bullions and it's and not real gold. So before I buy gold, I need to find someone that buys gold. How do I test gold? How do I test it to make sure it's real? So I don't buy gold. You know why? I don't understand it and I don't have the risk is not something I'm willing to pay for that. Okay. I'm not telling you not to buy gold. I'm saying figure out someone that's legit through someone you know before you invest in that. Okay. The last thing is this before we get into actual some of the investments or what are the returns? I could put stuff in a CD and get a few percent. I could put it in savings and get hardly nothing. I could take a little bit of risk and put it in a mutual fund, right? What are the returns on this? Is it worth my, we're looking at this. I was like, bonds right now are like five and a half percent. If I buy some treasury bonds, I was like, man, I was talking to the heavers like, should I just shove my six months? That's why she said not to do it because I was entertaining. Should I shove our, three of our six months out and put it in a bond and make a little money while I'm waiting on it? And we're talking, she's like, no. And I'm like, you're right. But when I was looking into it, our house our house mortgage uh, rate is 4.875. So why, why would I put it into a bond and have to pay taxes on that to make five and a half percent? I'm actually going to lose money when I could just pay off my house and have the freedom of not having a mortgage and actually effectively I'll have more money. Does that make sense? So what are the returns? Is it worth it? Should I do something else there? All right, flip your page over. We're going to go through some of this quick and we're going to hit And this again. You can look up these definitions. Anyone know what a stock is? Raise your hand. I almost actually started this meeting, like on my portion. I was going to say, I'm Mike and I'm an owner. Of, I'm the owner of Tesla. It's true. I am. I own three st- shares. I'm not Elon Musk, but I'm a stock means you're a part owner. You have a a share in a company is that means a share in the profits if they make profit. A stock is I have ownership. I could actually go on Fidelity and they, if you look up your stocks, it'll actually say the next earnings call. I could actually call one eight hundred number and get on the phone. If I buy a Disney stock, I can get on there. Now they're not going to let me talk because I don't have enough of those shares. So Disney's bottomed out. So if you want to buy it, might be, but they're losing a lot of money. So. Um, might be a good time to buy. I don't know. You you pray about that one because I'm not giving any advice because I already did that. Cost of here is a little bit of money. So <laughs> praise God. A bond, a bond. Did you know that a bond is a loan to a government agency or an organization? It's you're the lender, right? We say you become the lender. When you put a bond out, you're actually lending in a corporation or a government agency, depending on what type of bond. They're actually paying you interest because they take, that's how they take money out mutual fund this is one of the ones you have to know a mutual fund is a basket of stocks okay a basket of stocks that a fund manager runs a fund these things are managed actively by a fund manager and they say you know what we're going to buy one share of everything in the dow jones and industrial average why because it's like we're taking a market sample collectively and there's different types of mutual funds there's ones that look go international stocks there's different types of things. But it, it it's diversifying in one payment, and they trade like stocks. So you go up and look up a mutual fund. It'll say $155 or $55 a share. You're not trading a stock. You're buying into a share of a basket of stocks. Does that make sense? So typically, mutual funds get more return, and they're safer because they have a fund manager. They do charge fees Okay, there is fees you have to look up with that particular mutual fund, but if you, if you want to do passive investing, <coughs> Dave Ramsey says this is the way to go. And just for those, oh, jump in. Again. Oh, sorry. Um,
3: a mutual fund is a group of of stocks that when one goes down, the other one might go up. It's a safety thing. They do a group of stocks.
4: You might have Apple and Exxon. Done, like a whole bunch of different.
3: yeah, and some of them, like some, might go down during the during the year, but others will go up in that same group to keep you level. That's mutual funds. Kind of are more of a safety thing that helps you to keep more. You grow all the time. Instead of losing when one company goes, you buy one stock and it goes down, you're down.
2: So we're going to, because the time, we're not going to go through every single one of these, but you can look at this sheet for yourself. Index funds are similar uh, to mutual funds. They're just stocked to a particular index, which is an index means like, you know, like think of an encyclopedia, a whole group. Okay. Okay. Um, CDs are similar to bonds. It's there but you're going through a bank. A bank is taking a certificate of deposit and they're loaning that out to a corporation. Yeah. And the bank the banks are the easiest place to do those at. If you go through, I looked up through a brokerage and it gave me a list of what CDs I want to offer out to these corporations. I was like, I don't understand that. So guess what? I'm not investing in it. Go back to my own rules. All right. So retirement accounts, we've touched on some of this, but a retirement plan is a bucket or an investment account with certain tax benefits where investors invest their money for retirement, such as a 401k, 403 b individual retirement plan, or IRA, or Roth IRA. Okay, don't get choked up on these terms. They're real IRS technical things. All you have to know, you can look this stuff up online. It's easy out there. There's different tax rules for each thing. But retirement is, they give you these benefits. One of them is pre-tax. Except for the Roth, okay. So if you get a four hundred one k, I'll just explain how this works. Let's say you put a hundred bucks a week in your four hundred one k, and they match it. Well, you don't pay any tax on the match, and it's actually it's considered pre tax. What that means is when you do your taxes at the end of the year, and they send you a little thing to punch in your taxes, yep. your adjusted gross income goes down. So let's say you're making eighty thousand, but you put ten thousand in your four hundred one k. You're only paying taxes on $70,000, not eighty, dollars because it's pre-tax. Just like your health insurance is, okay? Does that make sense? So that's a tax benefit. If you're the 22% tax bracket, your money just got optimized by 22% by shoving it away in a retirement account. Yes. Your gains are not taxed. If you, if you have that not in a retirement bu- bucket and you trade stocks or get dividends, you're paying taxes. If it's in a retirement bucket, you don't pay taxes. Now, if you have a traditional IRA, I know this is confusing, so bear with me. If you have a 401k, 403b, or traditional IRA, you pay tax when you take it out in retirement. So you take $1,000 a week, you're going to pay whatever the tax rate is at time. But you won't get
4: penalized after
2: age 59 and a half.
4: So the Roth, to me, is better. Because once you get your big nest egg of 500000 or... $2 million you don't pay any tax on it then
2: right correct yeah yeah i know it fries your minds but um again if you're saving for retirement that's your goal right you want to leave an inheritance the retirement accounts are the best way to do it to make this as simple again the best way to do it how many of you have opportunity for a 401k or roth ira at work raise your hand Wow, okay. that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now that I won't ask awesome. you to raise your hand, but how many you're actually doing it? You didn't nice. have to raise your hand, but but good. So listen, always in your retirement accounts, give it. The the mo- <laughs> the dumbest thing you could do is not take the match. You could that like Jen, they match four percent. So guess what? She gives four percent, and then they give her another one percent match on Roth IRA. So she gets five percent into retirement every month. So four percent of that is pre tax. So this stuff could get mind-boggling, but again, back to simplicity. If you have an opportunity with, with an employer account, you do that. Let the company manage it. You just keep eyes on it, and you get 100% return. Then, some, depending on which one you choose, you get pre-tax benefit.
5: So, and again, if it's confusing, if you're not taking advantage, call HR. They will help you. They have they most companies pay people to help you figure out how to do that.
2: And I'll say this. I talk to the Hebrews all the time. They get excited about it. I get excited about it. I'm not going to give you stock tips because I've learned a lesson. I'm not going to tell you to buy individual stocks, okay? But I will sit down with one of us, and we're not going to give you stock tips because I've been trying to get him out of Ed for for a long time. He won't give me one. But what we can do is help you budget and manage your money to where you can start automating the process and put it into mutual funds and different things out there, whether that's through your work. I mentioned this to Heaven. I want to end of this note because I want you to see that it's real. Now, I know Heaven and Kevin are, are, they work for the same company and they're young. But if you start now, even if you're older, you're going to be in a better place yeah. at retirement than if you yeah. don't do it. And some of you that are younger or some of you, I know the Clendenins have a nice nest egg. I was talking to them about it. Some of you that have been doing the 401k thing for a long time, it's very likely and very possible that you could become millionaires if you don't it out and start messing with it right leave it in there let it generate wealth for you and then you might be 55 60 65 but you're you're very good chance if you've been doing this and got a nice nest egg over the course of 20 30 years you're going to be a retirement millionaire so keep it simple again don't do anything you don't know best thing to do is go talk to one of us that when you if you get a, a nice sum of money we're going to say go to a real financial advisor because we're not you know what i mean that that goes there but start at work. Start at work. Take that money out. Put it through there. But this goes back to the very beginning. Thousand dollar emergency fund. Pay off your debt. Three to five thousand. Three 000 to six months. And then when you get that, you start investing in this stuff. Okay. And I want to say this because it goes back in the last class. But I want to end on this. We're I'm, this is fun. I'm having fun. I'm driving them crazy. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I've talked to Nietzsche about it. We're like going back. He's got tax stuff. He's like, if I do this real estate and we're going back and forth. Thought I'm actually, this is, it used to be stressful. I'm just having fun. I'm like, oh yeah, I could invest in that. Yeah. Wow. So you know what? I, I just, I just want to give you a practical example of what to culminate all this stuff. We have a $400 a month car payment, which is going to be paid off next summer if we don't do it early, which we probably will. If I take measly $400 card payment, and I put it toward our home, do you know we'll pay our mortgage off in six years, almost to the month? Yeah, because you already budgeted in for that. So $400, if I wait four years to go buy another car, some of you already got your next three cars planned out. We don't, okay? I'm probably going to need one sooner than before I pay the house off. I know that. but But if I take that $400... And that doesn't affect how much we're saving every month. That doesn't affect our honor, giving, none of that. That's just saying, if I don't go out and buy a $40,000, I just did the math on a $35,000 car without a big down payment is like over $700 a month. But if I pay my house off early instead of paying them almost double for the car, I'd actually save $15,000 in interest on my house. That $15,000 I'll save, now how much more can I put into investments? And if the stock market crashes, we're free, baby. We ain't got to worry about it. No one can take our house from us. Think about that. So listen, there's a <laughs> process here but I want you to think about because if at the end of the day, if we're talking about investments, but you don't pay attention to what you're spending, like literally, I, I'm not giving you a stock tip, but if you don't, if you go to McDonald's for one person, you could buy a Ford stock for 12 bucks that pays 5% dividends You could buy. I could give you all kinds of these that I've learned. AT&T pays seven percent dividend, and it's trading for like fourteen something now. So one fast food trip can get you something that's going to make you money the rest of your life. And if it crashes, trust me, that McDonald's is going to McNasty is going to make you crash anyways. So you don't eat fast food, you're going to get healthier, and you could. So even if that stock crashes twenty years from now, you got twenty years of making seven percent on what you spent on a Big Mac. That's just something practical.
0: What's, <laughs> what, what started all of this, I believe, for me, and I'm saying these, these four classes, is I, I look around at the North Gate, and I even look around at our kingdom family, and I don't know the details of my brother's houses, but I, I know the details of this house. And we're all more prosperous. We're making more money than we've ever made in our lives. But we have a huge order issue of how we're spending it. That's what brought this about because since we moved to Streetsboro over the last six years, last six, seven years, we've been in this city, God has blessed us and we have been a blessing to other people. But if we don't watch it, we're going to feel the frustration of what I call plateau. We won't get beyond here. And we're not going to be able to own this plaza and own as a north gate without getting beyond this. The truth be known, in this room, I've met with too many of you over the last seven years. And it's okay because it's a learning. I'm not frustrated about that. But I'm not going to do it the next seven. Because you know what that'll be? The children of Israel begging for manna from heaven, water from a rock. We have to learn to mature into what's next. And that all comes from one word, stewardship, order. Okay? I want us seven years from now to begin to... (gasps) look at the back of this and say stocks bonds mutual funds um CDs retirement plans uh real estate all these different things i want that to be regular language for us okay but you know what's got to become reg- regular language first i have to be consistent in my honor in my giving to the kingdom because that means i'm trustworthy I become trustworthy. Matthew 25, what started this whole thing today. Now, wherever you need to start, whether that's a budget, whether that's your $1,000, maybe you're looking at the back of this and going, okay, like I know when I get home with Tina, like we've got to jump into two things sticking out to me the most. One is a mutual fund. The other is it's time. I was telling these guys in the back, I've got to start my retirement. Not for me. I got to figure this out for whoever is going to pastor this church for the next hundred years. I want to make sure that that man and woman of God's taken care of. Because we have too many pastors that when they're done preaching and their gift is over for the crowd, they're just forgotten. Yep. It's not right. Because right. y'all have no idea the mental stress at times. Believing in your futures You and your children. So I leave the financial classes with this. This is about legacy. It's about inheritance. So wherever you need to start, I need you to start. Whether that's in your giving, whether that's in your spending, whether that's your budget, whether that's your order, whether that's investments. Over the four classes, wherever you need to start, I need you to start. One big thing I know, none of this works without devotion. None of this works without knowing you're beloved by God, none of this. So it's beloved and I start somewhere. It's beloved and I start somewhere, okay? And then the last thing I leave you with this, some of you may be like, all right, I've got to start with the budget. I've got to get consistent in my giving. I got to get consistent in my honor. I got to get consistent in my emotional spending. I've got to quit driving this and drive this. Like, you know over to these four classes, I've got some changes I need to make, okay? And so inside of all that, one change that everybody in this room can make tomorrow for the sake of the next generation. Do you know that you can make an investment tomorrow and it costs you literally nothing? Do you know what that is? Go open your child's bank account. Now. So when they get, you want to break poverty off your name? Teach your kids two things. When money touches their hands, they give. Give where? Into the storehouse and honor someone besides themselves and somebody that lives in their house. That's what I teach my kids. Money touches their hands. Birthday, work, whatever you do, you're going to learn to tithe and you're gonna learn to take, I don't care how much, it's between you and Jesus. You're gonna go so into somebody who doesn't live in this house that has given something into you. That's a coach, that's a preacher, that's a teacher, that's a, I don't care who it is. You're gonna learn to honor. And then the third thing you're gonna do is you're gonna put a portion of that in your bank account now. And then we'll discuss what you wanna go waste on yourself. Literally, that's the language I use. You're wasting it. Oh, Dad, you don't understand these Nikes, man, these Jordans. These... You know what I understand? Trenton, you know what I understand? T-Bone, you don't know understand? When you're 16 years old, you want a car. Yeah. You don't understand that at 10 right now. You don't understand that at 12. Our kids have had a bank account for a long time. They don't understand that at a young age. The next thing I always tell them, you don't understand. You're gonna want a house. I want all of my kids to buy a house. I don't care what kind of house. I don't care if it's a trailer. I want them to buy a piece of residential property in their 20s that they can in return rent, flip, or sell. But you know how all of that happens tomorrow. I don't. I'm standing up means I'm serious. No kid in the North Gates going into professional athletes. None of them. I've coached for 20 years. I don't see it. Not saying they're not going to college. I'm saying they're not going to go professional. Listen to me. Skip practice and go get your kid a bank account. If your kid don't have a bank account, go get a bank account. The first class I taught the Legacy Academy was not some big... It was financial class, and I looked at every kid in Legacy Academy, and I said, go bug your mom and dad to open a bank account, period, and learn to start managing your money now. Amen. You want investment. You want legacy. You want inheritance. If this is stinging you right now, it ain't me. It's you. I promise. You want to give your children something. Teach them How to manage money. And guess what? They won't have the arguments you had. They won't have the sleepless nights you had. They won't ponder divorce like you have. They won't sit and be miserable with their job. Let's give this a gift. And listen, you have these on podcast, you have these. Go back and listen to them. First, you're loved by God. Once you figure that out, you're a king. And you realize you have no lack. The lack is on you, not believing in who you are and who your God is. And the next thing is, let's pass this on to our kids. There is a lot of gold in these podcasts. Let's, <laughs> let's use them. I've had I, Listen, I've had people already tell me, will you come teach this in our university or will you come teach this on our podcast thing? Will you come? The answer is yes. And I believe this is gonna be a big part. And so the next part is we're dealing with our wealth And then we'll take a couple weeks off, and then we're going to deal with our health. And what's amazing is our first health class, I believe it's on the 17th or something, after Ben and Jason are here, Jason will still be here. So Jason and Misty will be in that first class up on this panel with us when we start teaching on health. And um, we'll attack that, and I'm telling you, I cannot wait to see what we all look like with prosperity and health seven years from now. Let's take this serious. And I'm telling you, God's gonna bless us. Amen. So if you got any questions on the investment stuff and the legacy stuff, make sure you get with Ed and Jeanette and Mike and Jen. They have just so much knowledge and treasure in this. Use them. Use the elders of our church. Use Mike and Ash. Use Mike and Jen. Use the Hevers. Tap into your leadership. Tap into your elders when it comes to your finances. If you have the, 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 the word of the Lord to generate wealth and it's not happening, get somebody else's eyes on your money and submit to that. Let's walk through something together just like what these two talked about with investments. He started making money and then he panicked while he went and making money and Ed's over here just going, hey, just relax, man, just relax. If he would have just relaxed, he would have made $2,000 without doing anything. That's what the Lord wants to do with you. And thank you for the beautiful teaching. Stocks means you're an owner and bonds means you're a lender. That is huge. That is, throw $10 in something tomorrow. Ser- I'm serious. I'm gonna throw $100 in a stock tomorrow to just declare I'm an owner in that. So you made a joke out of that, but that's serious.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: Him sitting there saying he's an owner of Tesla and throwing some stock in there and having rights in there? We have no idea what that's opening for Sam. You have to think beyond yourself with your money. You have to. For the sake of the kingdom and the next generation, think beyond yourself.
4: this all comes from Yahweh this doesn't come from any of us he gives us all this whether it's a strong mind or a strong body or a pathway to follow or, or some, some way to do this this isn't we're, we're nothing special up here he no. loves us yes and he loves you guys just the same amount most of you except for brush but <laughs> <laughs> hey. no seriously it all comes from Yahweh wow that was a low blow. Right? Yeah. they won a game though
0: they did. Hey, Brush got money.
4: Their hey, taxes are money. high up there too. Their property taxes are high up
0: there. They can play lacrosse and soccer. and. <laughs> but hey, listen. What shifts all of this is knowing who your God is. The taskmaster. Okay. The one who was stuck in poverty couldn't see the master correctly. The two that walked in double portion saw the master correctly. That is it right there. Stop eating from the I'm not good enough tree. I remember what I felt in the room and I know some of you have been grandfathered into this but I know what I felt in the room when Dutch Sheets began to talk about the wealth of this ministry. And he said, stop looking outwards. It's in here. Then Mark says the same thing. Then Apostle Damon says the same thing. Stop looking for somebody else to strike it rich for us. There's a treasure in this room and it's you. It's you. I don't care what you've mishandled up to this point. I've made plenty of mistakes. That's the grace of God. Tomorrow's a new day. And for some of you, everybody will start somewhere. And it's okay. In the story of the parable, one man started with 5,000, another man started with two, another man started with one. Who cares where you start? They were all called trustworthy. You're trustworthy. So, Abba, I thank you for every son and daughter in this room. They are trustworthy sons and daughters. And you continually put seed in their hands. So I'm asking you to multiply that seed. Like the prayer of Jabez, God, expand our territory. So I ask you to expand their thinking, expand their vision, expand their understanding, and expand their wisdom. And I ask that a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of knowledge begin to lead this house. I ask for the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge to create wealth, lead this house. And let our answer be, we are loved by God. Let us have no fear of money. Let us have no fear of where our money's coming from. All good things come from you, Abba. And I thank you that if one door closes, another one will open. And I thank you where we've even tried to close doors, you left them cracked. Because you won't give up on us. You won't give up on our talents. You won't give up on our abilities. You won't give up on us because you love us. So I honor every authentic gift in this room. And I say, let the mind come alive and let the heart be full of hope and allow us to believe in you, Yahweh, and believe in one another. That just like Joshua Smith, who is a legacy of this house, the world told him he was dyslexic and he couldn't function, but you saw him the whole time as the creator of Opie. He is Opie. He has wisdom. He has knowledge. And we thank you that there was a father who was an apostle, who was an oracle that kept declaring wisdom and knowledge over his son. So I thank you for the miracles that are in this room that are happening right now. Let us see that the miracle is us. The treasure is us. Let us receive what Apostle Lee came in and preached here first when he had the dream, a treasure hidden in a field. We are the treasure in Abba's hand, and we thank you for your love. Let our hearts be open to how much you love us. Let our hearts be open to how much you love others and baptize us in generosity. Let us believe that we can finance. Everything that you want to do in the earth. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and
3: click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.